2: Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
3: Welcome one and all to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I'm your host Terence Ford and this week... Sam Heskiff and I are joined by Twitter legend Carl Davies as we look to build you up to Chelsea's visit to Sellers Park. Carl, thanks for joining, mate. Hey, thanks, T. Looking forward to this. Yeah, and um, Heskiff, uh, this is now the fifth attempt at making a start to this show. Do you think um, Albert might have kiboshed it?
4: Yeah, he's put a curse on us. (laughs) He's, He's on holiday somewhere with his feet up and a little umbrella in his drink cursing us and it's working.
3: Well, I mean, he can't make the show tonight. Um, happily went on BBC London Radio on Monday night though to to rep the back of the S crew. Uh, what a disgrace! Do you, Priorities do you, all in the wrong place. Do you feel like your BBC exclusive is is out the window now? Is he
4: He's is he te- coming in <sighs> on your <sighs> on your side hustle?
3: Well, in protest, I just refused to submit an article this week. Didn't write for him. Went not having it. If if I'm not number one, I'm not I'm not any number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get into this. I'm
0: thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer?
3: Uh, <laughs> did that sound really slow? It was like in slow motion. Want a beer? Uh, what you got, Carl? I always want a beer. T. I
0: saw. I saw you were on the Beaver Town last week, so I've, I followed you. But I've got neck oil. Neck oil,
3: love it. Um, although we'll, it'll make a Tottenham fan out of you, yeah, I imagine.
0: Mm, yeah. <laughs> they, they still, they still, the, still the cheapest bar in the fo- football when you offer them cash round the side.
3: <laughs> um, I'm not saying the same was happening at Brentford on Saturday, but the same was happening at Brentford on Saturday. <laughs> 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 but although that was Bertrand, which was just saying, Oh, we only take cash and then wasn't given any discounts, that's not quite the vibe. He's not understanding the two way understanding this is supposed to be. Um, Hesketh. You better not be drinking Cantonar beer. No, I'm not. Uh, (laughs) I'm
4: drinking water. I'm drinking water.
3: (laughs) We know he's on the Cronenberg, but rest assured.
4: In my defence, they were brought by a mate when they came round and it would be rude not to drink them, right?
3: Look, if anyone comes to my house and brings beers and it's Cronenberg, you're not coming in. (laughs) You can sit outside on the patio regardless of what the weather is. You can drink him out
0: there. <laughs> that's because uh, you've got Matthew Simmons in your lounge.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got nowhere else to watch the Fulham games because they're not in the Premier League. So, uh, Anyway, quick reminder that this week's podcast and for the next few, will be sponsored by Manscaped. Um, remember, head over to manscaped.com and use the code BOTN at checkout to get 20% off and free shipping. Um Heskiff, there's something in this new package called the Weed Whacker. That um, sounds
4: like something you need to be very careful with to me.
3: Um it is a it's waterproof. It's nine thousand RPM motor powered 360 degree rotary jaw blade system. It's a nose and ear trimmer. I reckon that's probably right up your street.
4: For nose <laughs> for nose and ears, sure.
3: <laughs> Absolutely need it. Um and this is cut. They're on the Manscaped Lawn Mower 4.0 now. Do you reckon they've got like 10.0 lined up and it's just roll them out every few months? Yeah. Well, anyway, look, head over to manscaped.com and use B O T N at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Right, let's get into this week's show. <laughs> Anyone see that Palace run pointless? I don't know when this screen screen grab was from, but um the the Obviously, the quiz show pointless is you've got to try and answer a question with the most obscure answers possible. And one of the three options in the jackpot round for the subtitle Eagles was name three Paddis players who have scored five Premier League goals for the club. In the jackpot, I mean, I would have been like, thanks to the jackpot uh, very much before I even answer, excellent stuff. Um, Weirdly, got multiple people tweeting me saying Tommy Black. It's like, that's a, some severe misremembering going on there. They didn't even play in the Premier League for us. So, who would be your answers, Carl? You, who would you go for? Remember, obs- obscure as possible.
0: Pointless answer. I am going... I'm, I'm thinking centre-back. So, I am... Centre-back who has got five goals for us.
3: So, oh. yeah, I, I went exact same lines. Um, my first guess. So and, f-
0: two... Th- Oh God, no! I am uh, dead. I can only I can only think of obvious at the moment. So we must, who have got the team?
4: Oh, uh, Eskiff, you go, you go now. Think. Oh God, now I'm under pressure.
3: So I'll kick you off. My my first guess and what would have been my best shot at answer is Eric Young got to yeah. be no one's going to get Eric Young. Did you say Premier League or top division? Premier League goals. So he wouldn't have been Premier League. Did he not score in when was the first Premier League season? 92, 93? I
0: oh, probably did. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he, he definitely scored goals that season. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure. Short... Chris oh. Coleman. Yeah, I've got, I'm wondering if he's got four of I bet I bet he's got like three or four or something, not five. No, I don't, don't know. know. I, I mean, I haven't checked any of these to see if they're right. But then I would have been Attilio Lombardo and um, someone like Marcus Bent would have been obscure yeah. i reckon zero pointer although my dad did say that repeatedly jason Puncheon is a pointless answer on um pointless whenever it comes up so jason Puncheon's probably a good shout as well how yeah, many yeah, t- did, did aki score more than five in the Premier league nah, no, no. no no he's do
0: scoring we don't really do it i mean it's you know mm. it's not it's not our thing
3: yeah, because I was um the one I did. um I did check out Andy Priest because I was thinking that might have been one of my answers, but he only got four. Um But he had that he scored like four in three games or something, did he? he? went like back to back and um, yeah, yeah, and that was that was the end of the, <laughs> that. Was the end of that? Um, but yeah, interesting. We're massive, obviously, because if we're turning up on pointless. So well, I'll take
4: my my aunt. I would say Maran Shamak, because I think everyone thinks he's shit, and I'm pretty sure he scored five
3: goals for us. Yeah, he definitely did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he'd probably be pointless. Um, I mean, I, I would imagine the only ones who wouldn't be pointless are like Zaha and Ben. Super Take. obvious ones, yeah. Unless, unless they rocked up into SE25 and asked the questions there. Do you know what I mean? I, I, mean, even <laughs> I, think,
0: if... I think Andy Johnson, and I think I think remember people remember Andy yeah.
3: Johnson. Yeah, Andy Johnson. Yeah, good shout. But outside of that. I can't me, so it'd be probably you'd say James Macarthur and one one dickhead would have said it. There but, you go.
0: So point pointless and topical, semi topical. Palace link. Very good friend of mine who does England away. Danny Mac ended up on pointless, got through to the final, and the question was: name the founder members of, of the of football. And he won the jackpot. Fair play to him. He didn't say crystal palace 1861
3: did he didn't well mainly yeah. because
0: it was three years ago
3: <laughs> yeah but i remember like um reading i've read the history book on all that and crystal palace is still listed there um but they it was always with sort of an asterisk saying that it's not the, the same club as now um how do you feel about all that carl
4: I,
0: i've had a text from somebody to tell me could i stop talking about it <laughs> I, do, uh, I do not own a blackburn rovers kit though
3: <laughs> yeah in bright and colors uh n- nicely tipped over the bar there. i like that uh, <laughs> um you completed the 92 last weekend carl um yeah. again 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 uh, getting to brentford's new stadium um I'll, I'll go to both you go to you after heskiff what did you think of it
0: great location love love the location love that you can just rock up pubs absolutely everywhere easy to get in and out of thought it's fantastic stadium underwhelming beyond belief didn't think you know if you t- if i take it from the obvious piece of actually modern stadium concourse was absolutely really narrow it all got jammed up inside i'm not going to blame them for having the sun at the opposite end, blinding us without, you know, nobody, no, I always wear a black baseball cap. I was fine. I was laughing at all the you lot who couldn't see. But actually, I thought it, I just, you know, I thought those curves on the roof to join the stands up when I've seen it on TV actually thought like quite good. When you're actually in there and you're looking, it goes down to like the two rows in one of the corners. Mm-hmm. I thought it looked a bit bang average, really. But yeah, great location.
3: Yeah. What about you, Haskif?
4: Yeah, similar. I was really looking forward to it. Obviously, new ground for me always something to look forward to but yeah, the same. like what well, we we got in there a bit earlier and went and went up to our seats so the, the concourse i didn't really notice just because we didn't sort of like hang around but it was definitely very noticeable um after the game my mates were saying at halftime as well um but i'm the same with carl a bit underwhelmed like you you sort of get out into your seats and look on the pitch and i was just like oh okay yeah um it reminded it reminded me a little bit of uh Just because I've been there earlier this season, the AFC Wimbledon ground, where like outside there's loads of like blocks of flats, and then you get in and you're like, oh,
3: it's quite small. Um, Yeah, let's no, let's be honest though the 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 Wimbledon concourse is significantly better. You just there is no real concourse; it's just (laughs) outside, like it's like a parking lot attached to the back of the stadium, and they had proper beer in there. Um, Yeah, I was a big fan of that. Uh, but no I I wasn't I I am blaming them for the sun unless there was some sort of planning permission the architect should know better than that and it should be it should have been a higher stand there or or, or done something to try and counteract it but you know for 65 minutes no one could see the bloody pitch although you did nicely offer to uh, relieve a policeman of his cap for me so (laughs) I
0: (laughs) I I, I did actually ask could I just borrow it for 30 seconds because I'm going to win a pint out of it. And he went,
3: no. no, <laughs> <laughs> not, not even entertaining the idea. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, but I tell you what, the what a day around the game, obviously a bit of a damn squib of a game. Uh, but we went to the Pilot Pub, uh, which was about a 10-minute walk-up from the away end, not even that. And um, Electric Boogaloo by a Tiny Rebel on tap. Like, I Just have a word, one of the best beers that exists fucking brilliant and um yeah we was in there before and after and we were joined by uh steves from people just do nothing who's a brentford fan and obviously good friends with john petrie Mm -hmm. our uh, friend of the pod who's a palace fan and um so we're all we're all in there after um my mate barry who um came over from australia recently and come to the liverpool game he was like, when he was over, he was like, Oh, my sisters and her fiancés are Brentford season ticket holders now because they moved to a local area and it was like 350 quid or whatever, 400 quid for a season ticket. So they're a season ticket holders now, I've been there for a few years. Um, you should try and meet up. And I'm like, no, we've got plans. It's not, it's not it's just not going to work out. She comes, she walks in the pub her and her fiancé walk in the pub. So I'm like, Jim, i have a Next thing you know, her fiancé starts going, all right, John to John Petrie. I ain't seen you for ages. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? And then like Steve's walks over. They know Steve's as well. And I'm like, well, I I suppose there's only really about a thousand real Brentford fans, right? So I suppose it shouldn't be a shock that they all know each other. But I just, yeah, um, this weird sort of like moulding of people from such different universes of my life coming together. But yeah, next time, Brentford away have a look at have a look into the pilot you have to book there they don't want away colors but that accepts away fans in but lovely pub and as i say great beer on tap um kiate has returned from the Afcon. Uh, <laughs> gets a guard of honor heskiff um what did you what did you make of his return uh, what was it the champion is back or something like that He said didn't you? yeah
4: well i was i was um a day or two before he got back to Palace, I was on, he was sort of posting stuff on his Instagram story, and it was just loads of videos of, like, his mates and whatever, and him appearing in frame saying, the champion of Africa has arrived. <laughs> 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 Which is quite a good way to introduce yourself, I think. Um, yeah. I, d- I did like the, like the guard of honour that they did for him and how awkward he was, but he was saying, oh, we're going to win the league next year. Cue lots of even Czech knows we're going to go down this year, talk. <laughs> um, but I think the thing is with him, it's like, you know, the, the one thing that everyone knows about him is what a like happy, positive guy. Like everyone loves him by all accounts. So it was pretty good that he got a,
3: such a reception, you know, mm. when he got back. Yeah. Um, lots of links with him away from the club around transfer window and suggesting that he'd already signed for a club in Saudi Arabia. Um, any any insight on this, Carl? What might be happening?
0: I assume, just just an assumption. I assume he's got an outline deal agreed. Mm,
3: that's was, what it
0: looked it, like. That's what it looked like, doesn't it? I mean, is the? I mean, there was no way. I don't think you could really misinterpret what that video said. But I think obviously, red in in South Africa they've taken that as a. or sorry, South Africa in Saudi they've taken that as a. Uh, their fans anyway have taken that as a. It's a done deal. You get you hear that loads of times of players agreeing deals with other clubs when they have the option to. Doesn't mean they've signed on the piece of paper. And I wouldn't think for one moment he signed on a piece of paper because he was away with Senegal. So I take it he's got a deal there. It now puts the onus on us and do we want to go do it? I I know for absolute certain in an ideal world we want to keep him, but I guess it always comes down to how long's the deal and how much is the uh yeah. how much is
3: the wage. Yeah, especially at what well, he's thirty two now so it's probably his last big deal in football that he's going to get so got to think about it from a financial sense more than he would have done a few years back I guess um or perhaps you never know maybe he's not realized that because they're struggling so much the Saudi Arabian golf thing are actually trying to sign him up and he's not going there to play football at all I'm um, <laughs> astounded by that um I, said, I saw an interview of Adam Scott again completely off pace you sit like him just sort of justifying uh, yeah it doesn't matter this Saudi Arabia because it's lots of money and they were like well you know there's some it's a bit questionable and he's just like uh, "It's lots of money He's like let, let other people have those debates I just, I'm just in it for the money and it's like wow well wow. there you go but um, <laughs> did you see skipped the video with Kiarte and James MacArthur in the gym I did with, with Will, Will Hughes what was going on there um,
4: yeah pretty funny it's it's them all in the in the gym and Jimmy said something like check now me and you are back we're going to start winning games again um, <laughs> and Will,
3: Will Hughes is just like pissing himself yeah. on the back <laughs> yeah excellent stuff um, something that had me pissing myself today Carl Omar on the ass signs of Burton <gasps> Missed out on him. <laughs> uh, Albert messaged me to say um, this time he's died so far he's ended up in League One. <laughs> <laughs> but um caught as I said, in an in an alternative timeline, um, we've paid him four million in wages and he scored one goal for us in three years. Yeah. It's astonishing, really. I mean, how could it all go so wrong for him?
0: Must say, he was at Huddersfield and didn't get a kick.
3: Mm. <sighs> crazy it's absolutely insane and it just still wonders how like these players end up finding a way to the Premier League like you, you, scouting is clearly not as easy as it looks and um, you've got to think that with everything we've done in recent times we've we're probably on the on the better side of those things especially in being able to attract the right people and right quality for the club of our size but how did like how does he how does he get to where he, how did how did he get to the Premier League? How has there's no checks in place?
0: Desperation, though, isn't it? Desperation does. He goes on a little runner games, scores some goals. And you know what? You know, I, I've heard it from Palace, I've heard it from Steve many a times. You can never have enough goal scorers at your club. Mm. They're, they become insurance policies should people get. I mean, especially if you look at Everton at the moment. Allegedly, they haven't been playing too bad, but couldn't score goals. And then eventually the confidence drains out and then they're not playing well. And
3: mm. yeah. Right. All right, let's get into the big talking topic this week, which is obviously Ebreche SA being linked with a £45 million move to Newcastle. Uh, been quite the debates going on on Twitter in the last couple of days. Um, typically polarising of just being like, can't call yourself a Palace fan if you'd even consider this <laughs> type of behaviour or sell him his, and the Achilles injury and he's already passed his best. Yeah. Um, uh if I'll start with you. What were you how you feel about it? Is forty five million triple what we paid for him mm-hmm. uh is off the back of an injury, is it something you'd consider?
4: I think it's probably something that is that would be considered if it was all that all that money. But I mean I, I wouldn't want to sell him. I know that he's come back from his injury and people are saying like he might not be the same player, but at the moment we don't really know whether he's not gonna be the same player or not. Um I know that the policy really is sort of buy these really exciting young players in with a view to eventually selling them on for a decent profit, which obviously that would be. Um, I'd like to keep him, I would say, but, but then I don't hold the purse strings, do I?
3: So what do I know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Carl. So he's, he's obviously, we don't know. Achilles injuries has absolutely ruined careers in the past, but it feels like these days the, rehabilitation's never as long as it once was. It's like they're understanding that injury quite a bit more these days in the, in the medical worlds, and everyone comes back sooner and makes bigger recoveries from it. But does he fit in Patrick Vieira's system? First question. Second question, does it matter because he got in the England squad playing left of a four under Roy Hodgson anyway? So <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon?
0: I, th- I think you. I think that... That second bit actually answers it. I, I really do. I think. I think naturally good players can play anywhere. Does he fit in our system as the team is at the moment? No. But Conor Gallagher goes over the summer, and that'd be the last we see of him, uh, apart from when he turns up at Celeste uh, and uh, we see him at Stamford Bridge. The uh, and and who knows? We I don't think any of us know what Vieira wants to play next season because this shape has been built out of the players that he had available. I I look at it going, at the moment, I see this is absolutely perfect. The, uh, Eze's coming back. He's getting fitter. He's increasingly getting his touch. He's been more influential in games. Don't expect anything else out of him for the next three months. Then he gets a full pre-season. And then, I'm not saying you build the team around him, but you've got another way of playing next season, which is you have him in the 10. And then you, actually, what you're looking to replace isn't Conor Gallagher. What you're looking to replace is... You know, maybe it's an Anguissa who comes in. You're looking for defensive midfielders with legs to allow him to just go in one direction. So yes. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for him. I'd I'd be gutted to see him go, you know, 45 million is a hell of a load of money. It doesn't have to do a lot of, you know, we, I think we can safely say with where the club is at the moment with Dougie and the buys they're making, you know, we'd make that money go a massively long way. But as a fan, I can't wait to see him next season playing in the 10 role and... Mm. Feeding an Eduard and feeding, you know, linking off of a Wilf and linking off of an Elise.
3: Yeah, I've got a QPR fan at work and he repeatedly says to me, you've not even played him through the middle yet. And you think, you think you've think you seen the real Eze. You've got to get him through the middle. And that's when you really see it come to the fore. And it's true, I think he's good enough um, at his best to build a team around him. So you're absolutely right. Mix Ch- mixed the system up a bit. And Heskip, I'm pretty sure Carl just confirmed that Anguissa in the summer. Yeah, guaranteed. Guaranteed signing.
0: Yeah, Did they beat, I didn't see Napoli, did they beat Barcelona tonight in the end? 1-0. One 1-0, One One yeah. I mean, the sooner, the, sooner, the sooner Napoli don't make Champions League would be the probably the best thing for us in all of that.
3: Yeah. Um, only picked up a point on the weekend as well, didn't they? So you, you never know. Uh, Juve coming alive a bit in that division could could keep them out of it. Um. The other talking point this week, um, and it seems to be cropping up more and more, is Zaha seems to be a massive target for our fans on a... I mean, you was not Norwich enough, um, Heskiff, and had the bloke behind you, which you talked about before he pinged the ball top bins, yeah. chatting crap about him. <laughs> um a lot of people are saying that he's lost the yard. He's passed his best. Someone's been throwing stats at me this week, um, which was on a, like a work call with someone who's trying to do business with me. They want me to pay for stuff. And he starts telling me, no one's lost the ball more than in Premier League history than Wilfred Zaha. And it's like, yeah, have you watched how our players pass to him? <laughs> like just pinging it at him at, like a hundred miles an hour when he's got three people around him and you're expecting him to bring it under control and hold them all off and whatever. Um, so, Carl, is he, is he past his best or is there still a lot to offer at just a tender age of 29? No, I think I think he probably is past his best, but he's still exceptional in our standards.
0: I mean, are we a better team with him or without him? We're a better team with him and we'll be a better team with him next season. Is he, is he the player he was probably two, three years or so ago? Maybe not. I'm not sure if he's just lost a yard of pace. We're definitely playing him differently and he's playing differently. He's been asked to play differently. Mm. Again, you, you see that playbook which we do, and he, you saw it loads at Norwich, saw it a few times at uh, Brentford, where he picks up the ball. He's not asking to go and try and dribble, and, and you know. And remember the times when people used to say, "Oh, Zaha slows us down because he dribbles down blind alleys." He's not. He's picking up the ball and he's 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 laying off or he's taking it in and letting T go, letting let Mitchell go outside him, and they've we're looking to play him in a different way. He comes alive in the box. He's
3: explosive still in the box. yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely i mean that that mitchell move at norwich to say that i mean that is we need to get that running more and more often because it's the way it's our next i I think i talked about on the pod last week it's our next stage of opening teams up right that's getting that forward and obviously it's only coming from one side if it comes at all at the moment and that's probably something that we really need to think about in the summer um we'll get on we'll get on to summer but yeah, for me, just look at the goal against Norwich. I mean, just don't even talk about the penalty. Look at the goal against Norwich. Um, and again, at Brentford, it's the same exam as I'm talking about, just constantly being asked to do an awful lot under a lot mm-hmm. of pressure from Brentford players and um, not many people really supporting him, Haskiff.
4: Yeah, and I think as well, you know, last year he scored, I think, 11 goals didn't he? when we were a team that weren't scoring very much at all. This year he's got six goals. I think he's got he's scoring one in three the last two years, mm. which is not bad. You know, considering a lot of the time he is out wide or you know isn't doing as much. People are saying as he used to. I mean, I, I've said this a million times. I will defend Wilf to the death because I love him. He's, I think he's brilliant. Um, but I think maybe a, a little bit of his, that they've got you know we've got Elise say, now who's doing all the tricks and getting a lot of plaudits, rightly so. So I wonder if people are sort of. Moved on from Wilf a bit because we've now got Elise doing all this exciting stuff, but I think Wilf is still a massively important player. So would love love to see him continue for years. Go on, Carl. Uh,
0: I think my uh, the, what I have said to a few people who have uh, Palace fans who uh, sit around me who criticize Wilf, which was and 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 they did go to Man City away. You talk about Wilf being past his best. I thought he was exceptional at City away. Playing, playing through the center, playing on the last man, that dropping short, that yard to drop short and receive the ball, but getting tight and twisting and turning off of them. You know, I don't. I, I mean, he's vers, he's versatile. You know, we, he, he, he's a different player to who he was three, four years or so ago. And and I and and just just what Eskiv said then. You know, we've got Elise now who gets us off of our seat, and or or an Eze, as it was last season, and hopefully next season. I, Will Wilf probably gets us off of our seat less times and we don't necessarily expect him to get off our seat, but he is explosive. And I, I say I don't I just don't think anybody in our team delivers as much as he does with what he has going on around him in in you know, every team every team fears him every team we play, the first thing they work on is how they stop Wilf. Be it either the ball getting to him or him receiving it in areas he doesn't really want to receive it. That's yeah, because he's that good.
3: Yeah, and and as you say, with adding Elise and Eze into that mix, if we if we find a way next season that it's those three behind someone up top, what your plan is to stop Zaha, but what about Elise, but what about Eze? It becomes a lot more difficult for teams. And um but that brings us to the summer and I'll stick with you, Carl. Obviously he'll only have a year left on his contracts. How do how do you see that playing out?
0: I me me personally, I I wouldn't negotiate. Yeah, I'd I'd let him. I'd let this summer go out. Get out the way. Sorry. I suppose the first bit is: Do you try and cash in in the summer, or do you leave it to the following summer? I work on the principle: the only club that's going to be stupid enough to throw big money and therefore lose it all because you won't get a resale on him and be Newcastle. But work on the principle: he's not going to Newcastle. Then. I don't think there's going to be an offer that would overly tempt us. It might tempt him, but it wouldn't tempt us. I, I, you, we. He sees out his last season. I think once you get into, you know, he's had his thirtieth birthday and you're you're past November. I think that's when you can start the negotiation. But you're you're then offering him what other clubs would be offering, and that means you know he's going to get a big loyalty bonus for staying with us. You're going to end up offering a a big signing on fee to re-signing a contract. That's you know that, that's that's the way of the world. You know we've we've done that in the past with players, mm. and you know, I I still think it plays out that he stays at Palace, albeit you know I know agents who will think for absolute certain he's definitely going because you know his family want him to go, his mm. brother wants him to go.
3: Yeah, well, because because he's still because he's. Gonna be broke if he if he doesn't leave or something like that. Um, right. <laughs> for, uh, should mention um turned a new page in his life. Get it, Paige, um, proposing to his girlfriend this week. Um that he stole from Courtney House from Aston Villa, who is a big lump here, so it's brave, isn't it? <laughs> 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 but um yeah, so congratulations to Wilf and Paige on their engagements. Um ju- 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 uh. Other moves in the summer. Carve had a question about goalkeeper. Um first up. Do you think we need one? Do you think it's even remotely top anywhere near top of the list at the moment? Away days are
1: great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
2: about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
0: I don't think it is top of the list, but I do think we need one. I, I Again, I'm, I'm really pleased with Butland as a backup. But if you tell, and, and if we had to go two, three months playing him, I'd be comfortable with that. But I don't see him as a Premier League week in, week out, first choice goalkeeper. I see him like the same way as I see the, the two keepers down at Southampton. They're just about good enough for short periods of time. Uh, Vinny's thirty-six at the moment, thirty-five-thirty-six. Mm. It's he 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 was he was a great signing when you consider, you know, obviously no fee, no doubt a chunk of salary and, and all of that. But he looks again for the way we want to play, he doesn't look good enough with his feet. He's definitely not getting any in his sharper and his reaction saves. I would. I haven't seen the stats. I would guess we're in the from you know keeper uh, our keepers being ranked. I would think our first choice keepers ranked in the bottom four or five teams. Me personally, I'd strengthened. And again, I you know if you could, if if that could be uh, Sam Johnston out of West Brom on a you know on something whereby therefore there's not a big fee, even though you might be you know signing on fee and all of that. Then that'd be you know that'd be great. Mm.
3: Yeah, I'm, he's definitely in terms of, I've seen stats around how many goals you can see there's a, a percentage of expected goals score and he ranks fourth bottom in the Premier League later, um, which is obviously not great when you've got um, people at Newcastle goalkeepers considerably higher. And it's, it's, I've been trying to think about why that might be as... He does, I suppose, we have been conceded, we have done quite a lot conceded goals from range um, with low expected goals, if you think.
0: Yeah.
3: But then, you know, a classic example of that this season is both of Southampton goals at Sellers are uh, disgustingly low expected goal scores. But what are you supposed to do on either of them? That, what, Boshra, is it? Is, yeah. It just absolutely yeah. rifled that. And James will prowse from 25 yards it's like a penalty for him at the moment as much as i hate to admit it <laughs> um, he's just absolutely brilliant at that so that's why he's ranking low down there um i think we can probably still get another year out of him but yeah definitely longer term i mean we've always said it everyone i think everyone in palace circles said it sam johnson's got to be your man who you want to be trying to um get in the ear of and get him down to palace um in any way we can do you think there's any chance of that uh
0: there's got to be a chance because he'll want to he is it's it's a World Cup year. That's a massive benefit for us because he will want to be a first choice goalkeeper and he'll want to be a first choice goalkeeper in the Premier League. How many Premier League clubs are going to be looking for a first choice goalkeeper? Yeah, the, you know, many. there's not gonna be that many. So look, we 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 will definitely have a chance. Uh I think where I get with where I get with Vinny is if it's not this summer. You don't you don't buy keepers in winter windows. If you're not buying in this summer, it's going to be next summer. Uh, I would imagine Palace are well and truly looking at identifying keepers, and I can't help but think Sam Johnston is going to be one of them, and he'll only be available this summer. So um. I, I imagine we're ever at it, but I would also imagine there's you know there's two or three other deals that they're going to want to do that they do know are essential because you know they. Yeah, you know, around the midfield primarily may well be at right back. Who knows now with with Ferguson, etc.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, it's sad to see really that he's picked up another injury, and it's one of those things, isn't it? It's so hard to get back playing after a, an injury that's kept her out so long. Um, body's going to break down in other parts. You're you not even. Aware that you're sort of relying on other parts of your body to protect that part of your body. I remember what it was like after I had all my knee surgery. I didn't realize I was doing it, but I was just ruining my ankle as a result of it because it just, I weren't moving my leg in the same way. So it's going to happen. And hopefully for him, it will work out. But I struggle to see him being a Premier League right back I, with his. He might be a Premier League right back. I think our challenge will be. He,
0: as near as makes no odds, he's not going to get any football for us now this season in the in the in the first team. So then you go, he goes away for the summer, then he comes back and does pre season. Palace have got a decision to make. I'm working on the principle there's no Nathaniel Klein, no Nathaniel Klein. Do you go into next season with Joel Ward and a Nathan Ferguson, and you don't know if he can string five games together when it gets to really competitive? Or do you go and buy yourself another right back or, you know, or you try and do Klein for another year or whatever it may will be. in you're in that continuous holding pattern. Mm. I my, I don't think you can keep the holding pattern going because yeah. you. I think this will be the summer where we will, we will have to twist and we, will, we may well have to go and buy ourselves another right back knowing that, at best, maybe Ferguson goes out on loan and then the following season, yeah. he's available today, yeah. I mean, right back, having proven he can play 25, 30, 35 games in the season.
3: Yeah, I see you nodding there, It's There's got to be the way for Ferguson to get his way back in, right?
4: Yeah, and I think if, if, if we are able to, like if he does get back to finish and he has a, like Carl says, a season, maybe in the championship, top end of the championship and he's paying every game. Then he's going to come back stronger. Obviously, his fitness will be better. You would imagine his confidence, for having played a full season, will be there. And then you can say, okay, bring him back into the fold. Um, but I agree with Carl. I think if you if you sort of risk accepting, I mean, if you say, yeah, he's going to be fine next season, you know, and then keep Wardy, who's much as I love him, not having the, the best of times at the moment, and you would assume would continue that sort of downward slope next year and then Ferguson doesn't come back or isn't fully fit then you're stuck like Carl says so I I wouldn't be surprised if we went and got another right back because then you know if Ferguson does come good then you've got two very solid right backs pushing each other in a year and a half
3: two years time yeah yeah it makes sense right Few quick fire questions for you, Carl. Um, in spirit, this is from Steve on Twitter, in spirit of spending half the pod <laughs> talking about non-palace Raid in the news. We've done all right this week. I think we've done a lot of palace. Um what's your best memory following England and Roma? Uh,
0: let me start the latter. Let me start Roma because that just jumps off the page straight away. Uh family always important. Took my lad to his first Roma game. Oh well, his first home game at the Olympico, middle of the curve of Sud. Finished Roma three Barcelona nil in the when Barcelona were a good team playing on Tuesdays and
3: Wednesday nights, not on Thursday night. <laughs> was that was that the famous um, "Roma have risen from the ashes" yes, commentary? Yeah,
0: yeah, Rome have risen from their ruins. Yes, ruins, that was and, it uh, from their ruins. That was that that was the the wife saying. You will get him back okay, and you won't keep him out at 4.30 in the morning. We were still dancing around fountains. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Roma, so the Roma one's easy. Uh, England, I think probably my favourite game, and it, it, it sounds... Actually, if I put timeline on it, it was the week before Joby McEnough scored at Brighton for us to win 3-2 with a last-minute winner. England-Argentina is always lively. Played them in Geneva. It was fighting before the game. There was fighting during the game. And England are losing 2-1 to Argentina, going with one minute to go and 1-3-2. It was absolute carnage. It was it was fantastic. So it, it was a friendly for all of the World Cups, all the Euros. Done. My favourite England game is England really? 3, Argentina 2 in Geneva.
3: Were you at the uh, five one, even Hesky scored?
0: Five one even Hesky scored, yeah. And I mean all and again again, so I mean there's been some incredible landmark ones. I think it's some there was because that was such a big win, you could see it coming. It was, you know, it was I think football is it's you know, you go back to Palace four, Liverpool three, you know, it is if Palace had won four nil, it probably wouldn't be most people's favourite game because you know, it'd been a brilliant performance, maybe our greatest ever result, but not your favourite game. The uh, same with the 5 1. It was, you know, a, a, you, we knew we were winning well well into the game.
3: Yeah. Uh, Carson, they're casting Yanker up front as well. and <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You've got you've got to be putting that to the sword, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nick Gussett, Roma manager to replace Patrick Vieira when he inevitably leaves. Would you have a bit of that?
0: Oh, well. <laughs> P V at Roma?
3: No. No, 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 no. When Vieira inevitably leaves Palace yeah. for for whoever yeah, um, really. would you take in the Roma manager to Palace?
0: Our host... oh, Look, you watch you at least one of you two watches a little bit of Italian football. I love Jose to bits. I would not want him at this Crystal Palace football club with I I watched that Roma game on Sunday or Saturday, whenever it was. I'm still taking counselling from it. <laughs> uh, it... For those who haven't watched a lot of Roma this year, and that would be probably everybody listening to this,
4: <laughs> it's
0: a slightly more theatrical version of Roy Hodgson football at the moment.
3: Subby <laughs> um, about me just sees him ending up at Newcastle, Bobby Robson coming full circle, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you, you, you see him as that sort of thinker, would think like that, and um, and. The massive contract that offer him wouldn't hurt either, I'd imagine. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> um, Adam has said, "How far can we go in the FA Cup this year?
0: Well, we can go to the final and we can win it. I think. Do you know? I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling. If I if I put money on it, if I was to say where 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 do we go out? Laws of averages when we draw Chelsea in the quarterfinals. But you know, I'm 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 hoping this is our year. I'm praying this is our year. And I'm you know. I'm, I'm hoping we get a home draw in the quarters. Oh, no, sorry, hopefully we get past Stoke. And then hopefully we get a home draw in the quarters. Then it's one game at Wembley. I'll take anybody at one game at
3: Wembley in the semi. So, yeah. I'm not I'm not sure if I could take losing to Boreham Wood at Wembley in the semi, though, to be honest.
0: Well, <laughs> a new game the cup.
3: <laughs> um, Hesk. if you're shaking your head there, you, you just think Stoke are going to do us, don't you? Yes,
4: yeah, pretty on brand for me to say that, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> I'm upset. I think we might have talked about this, but someone reminded me at work yesterday that I'm now seeing someone who I used to go and watch at Palace's grandson. Yeah. <laughs> that's horrible. Yeah.
3: I'm not old enough yeah, exactly. for that. Exactly. Uh, right. There's news that's come out that the Botafogo team are visiting the academy. Do you know anything about this?
0: Yeah, I think I think it's well and uh, uh, evidently text originated, but, I think it's that logical things that clubs generally do, but the press making a little bit more of a deal of all of this one, which is, I think that's probably the first thing that's going to happen with Texter at Botafogo and and obviously his interest in, uh, you know, his stake that he's got in Palace, which is we don't compete with each other. There's things that each other can learn from each other. So the first bit of all of that is they haven't got a big sexy academy set up in the way that we've got it and, you know, let the team come over, let them have a look at it all around it, let them spend time with our coaches and then off to the game on Saturday.
3: And get that 17-year-old Nash- Nash- Nashimento or whatever his name is, dude, I've got up front. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've actually watched a few of their games as because of all this loving that's gone on. Um, yes, yeah, good good entertainment. I watched one, they come back from 2-0 down and 1-4-2. Um, and they're actually playing right now, as we called, but a 0-0 at half-time. But for a team that was got promoted last season now, uh, mixing it up there with the big boys at the moment in I, I have no idea what's going on though like I assume that this is seems to be some sort of regional league that is a precursor to the actual season I, I have no idea what's happening yeah. <laughs> um, but you will be able to hopefully find out more because um, there is a Botafogo fan has started a YouTube channel called Glorious Botafogo um, in English so he every week is doing an update on what is English. And actually John Texter is actually using it as a sort of a learning tool to understand what's going on. And it makes it a lot easier for him in English. Um, And back in the nest, someone from back in the nest will be going on with them on Saturday night, live on YouTube to um, learn a bit of so both of us can learn a bit about each other's clubs. So look out for that. I have one more question for you from Twitter's resident troll, Matt CPFC. Um, can the Rams go back to back in the Super Bowl? No team's <laughs> done it for 20 years.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like my NFL. Somebody call me a glory hunter. Uh, I've got up at or stayed up at bloody 11 a.m. till 11 p.m. till 2 a.m. for the last 20 years for the uh, for the for the winter months watching the Rams' inevitable failure. So yes, I did. It's been a long week. I did very much enjoy Sunday night, Monday morning. And can they? Yeah, they definitely can.
3: Yeah. Um, if you went into a show last night. Um, that's why we're recording on Thursday this week, not Wednesday. Um, how did the show compare to the halftime Super Bowl show?
4: Uh, if by show you meant go and get loads of cheap booze in the student union where I, at the university where I work.
3: Oh, I thought you'd gone to see a band. No, Outrageous.
4: No. I went into the office yesterday for the first time
3: this calendar year and there was a few people in there. So I said, let's just go to the union. Look, mate, Carl, you see what I've got to put up with here? Albert can't be bothered to come on. He's out in the piss-up in the student union bar.
4: Listen, I told you, you can get five five pints for like 11 quid. It's great.
3: <laughs> oh, that's right then. Fair enough. It's the student union, the Spurs stadium. Is that is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, Cash on the side. <laughs> you get a hot dog as well for that eleven quid in there. Um, yeah, did you did you see the Super Bowl halftime show?
0: Yeah, I was. And 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 look, I I i where my stupidly big TV with its system of sound is is under my middle one's bedroom. <laughs> so she also got the halftime show at about thirty <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> this, Dad, I've I've got to get up tomorrow morning. It's like you're the child. I, you're meant to be texting me. I'm meant to be texting uh, you with so that stuff. Yeah,
3: <laughs> it, was, it was fantastic. It was brilliant. I, was, I I mean, I just sat there being like. How does Mary J. Blige look that good at fifty-one? For starters, just astonishing, really.
0: <laughs> I, if we could get those acts over for On Your Shed Son, I think
4: we can. <laughs> <know. laughs> yes, abs- abs- absolutely.
3: Absolutely. No, well, they talked about wanting to expend the halftime shows at um, Palace. if uh, how do you think Dr. Dre would go down? I reckon it'd be great.
4: Yeah, it'd be wonderful. I don't know how he would feel about the the hallowed halls of
3: Sellers Park, but give it a go. <laughs> just like slowly rising up out of the shed. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Ding, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, brilliant stuff. Um, right, let's get into... Oh, bloody, look at the running time. Sorry, it's a long one this week, people. World champions. We've just talked about the world champion Rams. Um, is this any more or any less of a world championship than a Super Bowl card? <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm not having them as world well champions.
3: I mean, mean, I didn't even realise it had happened.
0: No! <laughs> The I was I was literally writing this tweet about how comes Chelsea haven't had to play this week when there's no <laughs> midweek fixtures. And I thought there's got to be a reason. So I googled it and went, oh that's where they are then. <laughs> that's,
3: that's a bit, I had no idea. Um, but good news is it's Mount's got injured out there. Um, Ruben Loftus cheeks carrying a knock, James and Chilwell were still out. Um, so that's good news for Zaha because I reckon Rhys James is probably the only fullback he's never got any change out of uh, everyone else he's had at least several good moments against James is always just like it's a beast of a man isn't he just excellent right back great strength great pace um, and Heskiff little, little three days later in the Champions League for Chelsea the league title was probably gone for them now they're not going to get that so a lot of focus on the Champions League um, this is a lot of things playing in our favour mate
4: Wow, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hang on. Um, I, I was I was talking to our, our mutual mate, Miserable Dave, about Chelsea. And I'm just like, that. there are certain teams where even Miserable Me sort of thinks, you know, we've, we've got a chance against Arsenal these days. S- sort of randomly Man City sometimes every now and again. But Chelsea, to me, seem like a bit of a robotic, you know, I just think that they'll be a bit too strong for us. And... You know, like first game this season when they beat it 3 0, I was like, Yeah, that that sort of fits. So even though they've got players out or players carrying knocks, they you know, their squad is pretty strong in it and I just think they're gonna be again robotic and better than us, unfortunately.
3: Well, eight eight losses on the bounce to them. They've scored over three three or more goals against us in the last four. Um and Carl, Romelu Lukaku, he's only scored more goals a- against four other clubs than us.
0: Uh, well, and that's before this week. Uh, <laughs> it, just, and, and, and look, I think everything that Eskiff says, I'm, I'm sort of with, they're the one club that when I look at at the moment, I just don't see us getting any change out of. The I'll, take, I'll give some positive from Brentford, which gives me a little bit of hope for Chelsea. I actually thought we defended set pieces and long throws really well. Mm. Chelsea score a hell of a load I know they're not Liverpool in their set piece goal scoring but they score a hell of a load from set pieces so that gives me a little bit of confidence that we've we we, you know we've clearly improved in that area but yeah I mean they've got quality everywhere and he's 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 like he's like an an under 15 playing in an under 11s league so I, I you know I know I know Joachim's big but feeling he might he may well and truly be bullied a bit on uh, on Saturday
3: well if his battle against Chris Wood uh, up at Burnley is anything to go by I think he's going to be in for a tough afternoon yeah. Lukaku has eight career goals against Palace um, nine against Southampton and Bournemouth and 11 against West Ham and Villa um, bullying the Claret and Blue teams there um, but eight losses in a ro- eight losses in a row it's not, there's not going to be many teams out there we've lost eight in a row to at any point um, or gone much beyond that. So perhaps it's our time, Heskiff. It's just, it's just time to end that run. It's, it was Zaha, the, Hodgson's first win was the last time we beat him. It's got to be time. We drew one. Come on.
4: How strong is that wine?
3: That you effect. It's <laughs> um, uh, um it comes it comes from uh, Julian Speroni land and is a malbec. Um, very nice. I've had three glasses of it, so probably strong enough.
4: Great. I wonder why your <laughs> cheeks are looking rosy. Um, <laughs> I've, I mean there's a couple of good things in that. Check his back, I'd imagine. Jimmy obviously came on as a sub and, and straight away looked looks sort of like he was going to make a difference against Brentford. Um Obviously, Connor can't play, so having those two in the team, I assume they'll both go back in the team, is a plus. Because I think when when our three was Czech, Jimmy, and Connor, our midfield looked they just worked really well together. You know, they all complement each other. And when Jimmy got injured, it hurt us. And then when Czech went off to Afcon, it hurt us. So obviously, Connor can't play, but having two of those three back in is is going to be a big lift, I think. So I'm hope, hoping that that gives us a bit more, uh, you know, bit of a bounce.
0: Yeah, my, my
4: hope is, again, I, everything
0: you just said, I'm with you there. If my hope is that we go on the front foot. I think we, have of those eight, I think the, I'll take this again, I'll take counselling for a decent chunk of them. We actually turned up never looking to properly play. We we never gave them anything to think about. And I think if we if Chelsea if we if we give Chelsea the ball for 90 minutes, they will end up creating enough chances to win the game for certain. My hope is that he does go with Kiate, he does go with MacArthur. I'd love to see Eze in there. Now I don't think for one moment we get Eze, Elise and Zaha. So I'm expecting IU in, but I do hope that it's we will look to Get on the front foot. We will look to keep hold of the ball. We will look to attack and try and hit them, and not just sit in and then try and snatch something on the counter.
3: Yeah, you mentioned the, what we did at City, right? Is the the dream of what you want? Let's let's get up them really early and see if they can handle the high intensity press. Yeah, and weirdly doesn't happen often, but City just obviously weren't expecting it and completely folded under it and by that by that point they were chasing the game and then we could pick them off a little bit more on the counter and it was suited us a lot more yeah. um and absolutely against chelsea same thing you got to go after them. we can't do what we did on the opening because the opening game of the season or whatever it was it was just that was a appalling and i've <laughs> we we're all that all the press was writing about frank the vibes weren't they at, the, at that point if you remember back then written all off the, yeah written off completely but um not so much now with fans singing we've got super pat Vieira in the stands is it um but still we've only one more win than norwich um weird season in it it's a very weird season Joe, so what would what, what you what's your sort of thoughts for the rest of the season how does it go carl what do you think um we get, steal a few more places in the league continue in the fa cup a bit got to be guaranteed as a successful season
0: yeah look i think i think there's 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 Evidently there's many measures and and one of them ultimately comes down to your league place and, and deep down, apart from the the prize money, there's very little between if you finish twelfth or fourteenth or whatever it may well be. From fans, I think it's been a brilliant season so far, really entertaining in answer to what I'm what I'm expecting for the rest of the season. If we if we can get past Stoke and we're into a quarterfinals of the FA Cup, that will be and that will be memorable. That will be something, you know. We're absolutely give ourselves the big tick on. Season wise, there, there's enough games in there whereby I think all of them we should be entertaining. There's enough games we can go win if we can finish fifteenth and fourteenth, fifteenth, and had a proper run in the FA Cup and been in, seen lots of entertaining football. Uh, it's big success, big success of the season. Gives you, all, we'll all get to the end of season, looking forward to next season. It's been a, you know, I think we can safely say there weren't too many of those seasons in recent times where you really look forward to the next season.
3: Yeah, I I mean, I'm still looking forward to every game we play this season because I know, I just like the way we approach games now. We know we're not going to go there and just sit back on our armchairs and wait for, you know, teams with probably the same level of squad players as we've got and just let them attack us and things like that. We know we're going to go and have a go at them. It's not worked out for a few games, um, you know, just breaking down at key points and stuff like that. But you know, we're going to have a go. You know, you're going to get to see Elise, who is just, I'm going to keep comparing him to Robin. He's a young RM Ar- 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 Robin. Like, you know what he's going to do. You know exactly what he's going to do. Stopping him is a completely different thing. And just as he adds more and more experience to his game there, he's going to become better and better. And he's just, you know, he's already got the output. There's goals, there's assists. and say no one's got more than him in all competitions in English football in this calendar year. So, I mean, as I say, giving him an assist for that Zaha at Norwich is a bit generous. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that was um, similar to uh, was it last season. Pogba had like 10 assists after 10 games and they were all to Bruno Fernandez, who was just letting fly from 30 yards from... Um, two-yard Pogba side passes. But yeah, excellent um, to watch him. As you say, you've got Eze slowly working his way back. It's, it's fun to watch. Um, I just think get the balance right up front. That's all we're looking for now. I think we, we've got what we've got towards the back. We know what we've been lacking in midfield. But at the moment, Mateta sort of coming up has kind of screwed things a little bit in a way because it's like, what do we do now? Um, Heskiv, what were your thoughts on Mateta? Yeah. Um, In the game against Brentford, had a decent game against Norwich as we thought, probably his best game for Mm -hmm. Palace. What did you make of him at Brentford? Yeah, definitely not as good against Brentford. Um,
4: I don't think anyone played great against Brentford though, to be honest. The the defence looked all right, but sort of in an attacking sense, we were a bit stunted. Um, It is weird, like you say, because in my head, I I think our best striker is Edouard. But then I also like him playing off the wing, you know, cutting inside because he's got good feet. And I'd sort of given up on Mateta until fairly recently, but I'm now like, especially even when he's not scoring like that Norwich game, I was like, all his runs were brilliant and he looks exciting. Boom, 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 boom. You son of the... a... <laughs> Every week, and I still don't get his coming. yeah
3: but no I I agree I I agree with you it's totally right and and then you got Ben Seke was it four goals in his last six starts sitting on the bench is not really getting much of a look in it feels um messing up a bit but um the last one I'll end with before we wrap this up Carl is Mark Gay excellent against Brentford absolutely brilliant performance um except from that handball in the penalty area which um it was it was, it was a slight push, but why is your arm up there anyway?
0: Um, What's he doing? like? Just it's a Rolls Royce, isn't he? He's an absolute. He's passing through. He's passing through, boys. He's a little yeah. bit. He's a little. Yeah, he's he's going. He's he's going places, isn't he?
3: He's a. Uh, is he going to Qatar? Is the question?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, look him white uh, right at uh, Arsenal. I mean that that's the week, England's weakest place, isn't it? Is is at centre back. There is John Stones, and and everything else is then up for debate. Uh, I think I think they I I know for absolute certain because I've heard him say it in private. Southgate really really right rates gay and they they kept him around the twenty one so he can be absolutely playing games as opposed to. But they keep him with you know he does train with the England squad when they then they're all together at St George's Park. I'll be amazed if he's not in the England squad, potentially for the March games, but definitely the big ones of June. I think for him, I think. One, I think once he's in it, he's in it.
3: Yeah, I think. No, I, did, yeah. I,
0: I think. I think once the moment he's in that squad, I don't. I don't see him stepping out of it.
3: Yeah, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a you know a change in culture if this is if we're doing this at Palace, bringing players like Gay and Alisean, who we just know that it's two, or, it's two or three seasons and they're they're off. Um, and make big money on them. Um, just gonna to have to accept that that's the way of things. But I think it might be sooner with Gay, He's Just you know, he's, he's an unbelievable footballer, and just you know, does barely ever loses anything against anyone. Um, and he's just only going to get better with experience defensively and the passing and the dribbling and the breaking, the breaking through the lines is just oh, any to, who's not going to want that in their team.
0: And the upside for us is I think we've got about the best contract in the history of football when you've got a top-talented player because we've got Chelsea with matching rights for his fee. Yeah. So anybody who's going to come in, because he is going to the top, so anybody who's going to come in is going to have to come in with such a big offer because they're not trying to just, can Palace afford him? It's can they outprice Chelsea's matching rights? Mm. So yeah. it's, it's a properly clever contract.
3: Yeah, well, absolutely. And yeah, you got, you, you've got to hope that that sees it north of 50 million, which He's is... going uh, for more
0: white, isn't he? He's going for more yeah. white.
3: Yeah. And then how much did Harry Maguire go for?
0: Yeah. There's your yeah. benchmark, isn't it? Yeah, exactly.
3: Right. We'll wrap it up there because we're already uh, an hour this week. So thanks everyone for bearing with us. Always think it's good to have Carl on though and um, try and eke some information, inside information out of him. <laughs> but um, mate, really appreciate you joining. Thanks for taking the time to um, to speak to us. Cheers, guys! Up the palace, up the palace, and um, Heskiff. Thursday next week, we'll be recording Thursday to so in your ears for Friday because we're away at Watford on Wednesday. We are. So we'll be looking. We'll be reviewing that and then previewing whoever we play that weekend. Burnley. Burnley. God, they come around already.
4: I might have made it up. Fill time. I've got
3: my calendar up. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, just, I just never know.
4: Yeah, it is, uh, it's,
0: it's Burnley. Uh, do you reckon there'll be a few empty seats for Burnley for those people who aren't necessarily regular palace goes who might have bought a Chelsea ticket?
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just might be. Um, yeah, so we'll be recording Thursday night next week, so probably not in your ears until Friday. Um, yeah, and that's it. Bot of Fogo have just taken the lead. So up the Botafogo, oh, 1-0 oh, against yeah. Um And yeah, until next week, up the palace.
2: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year.
1: At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.